Hi, and welcome to Malicious Life, in collaboration with Cyberism. Next month, on July 14th, Asaf Dahan, Senior Director and Head of Threat Research at Cyberism, will be doing an online webinar on the topic of the State of Ransomware 2020. We already had Asaf on our show a couple of times before, so I figured this would be a great opportunity for us to talk to Asaf again and learn about the current trends in ransomware. And in particular, one very interesting and worrisome trend, the shift from the quote-unquote classic ransomware scheme to actual blackmail. If you would like to watch the webinar, which is happening on July 14th, you can register on malicious.life slash ransomware. Asaf, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ron. Great to have you again. So firstly, tell us a little bit about the upcoming webinar. What are some of the topics that you'll be presenting there? Yeah, so actually, it's going to be a really cool uh, webinar. Um, it's going to be uh, led by me and my uh, colleague, Jim Hung, who's uh, the director of uh, Incident Response Engineering at CyberReason. And uh, we're going to cover the evolution of ransomware across three decades, actually. And uh, we're going to talk about the trends and shifts that we're seeing within this uh, cybercrime ecosystem. So that's going to be like the uh, first part of the webinar. And the second part will uh, be dedicated to lessons learned from incident response. We're going to provide some insights and recommendation based on some of the more sophisticated attacks that we've been uh, seeing since the beginning of the year. Yeah, so ransomware is, I think, the number one threat currently on most organizations' uh, map, so to speak. going to be very interesting. I hope I can also join the webinar myself. But uh, we're going to talk in this you know, short conversation that we're going to have about one particular topic, which I found, as I said, very interesting, and that's the shift from ransomware to blackmail, a very new uh, development in, in ransomware. So let's start from the basics. What's the basic difference between ransomware or ransom and blackmail? So it's a very good question. So we'll start with some definitions uh, and nuances in the English language before we uh, dive into our world of uh, ransomware, right? So a ransom is a sum of money that is paid to, in order to release a captive. It could be a, a person. It could be an encrypted file for that matter, right? Whereas blackmail is um, a criminal offense where there's a payment or benefit that is Uh, paid in return for the criminal not to reveal compromising or damaging information about the victim. So that's uh, an interesting nuance to keep in mind. Now, when it comes to our world of, of ransomware, what we've been seeing that the ransomware operators, the cyber criminals, are facing uh, some problems sometimes with uh, getting the money, getting paid. Now, that could be because of uh, legal or ethical reservations or restrictions. Some organizations are prohibited from, from paying uh, ransom to cyber criminals or cyber terrorists. Um, Such as uh, governmental agencies, I'm guessing? Yeah, for instance. And there's a lot of also ethical issues. Uh, some organizations believe that if they pay, um, you know, it doesn't stop the attackers from coming back and demanding more ransom. So like it's, mm -hmm. you know, a an, an never ending uh, vicious cycle of, of uh, payment. 
Plus, you're never totally sure that even if you do pay the money, you'll get the information back. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, also in recent years, since you know the since the surge of uh, ransomware, uh, we see a lot of org- organization uh, actually um, implementing good backups and uh, disaster recovery plans. So a lot of the organizations can partially or even fully recover their data without paying. So ransomware operators needed uh, to find a clever way into making the victims pay, in a way to twist the victim's arm into pain. And here comes uh, the blackmail part. So what they're doing is not only they're encrypting the data, but before they encrypt the data or even after, they exfiltrate ridiculous amounts of sensitive data about the company, about the, its uh, financials, uh, uh, statements, um, uh, employees, customers' uh, data, super sensitive in- information uh, that is, you know, under almost every regulation, uh, you know, a company like that would be fined if, if, the, if the information got out. Right. And also, I mean, like there's a reputational damage, there's a lot of collateral damage there. So uh, what we've been seeing is that um, a lot of um, ransomware operators, such as the Revel Group, uh, Maze and and other uh, type of prominent uh, ransomware are doing this shift. And they um, they now have like blogs in the darknet, such as the Happy blog of uh, Revel, where they each day almost they're uh, auctioning data of other victims, basically. Uh, starting price ranges uh, usually between like uh, $20,000 to $50,000, and it goes up and up and up and up. So you mean they're auctioning data from companies which refuse to pay the blackmail, and now they're making money off of auctioning that same blackmailed data? <laughs> yes. Oh, this is so clever. I mean, nefariously clever, but very clever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if, if you didn't want to pay us at the, at the beginning to, you know, recover your files, okay, no problem. We're going to auction it. We're going to offer it to the highest bidder. So in a way, they, they're twisting uh, their victims' arm into paying. So a lot of the companies will do it covertly. Like there, there's also the questions of, uh, you know, whether you pay or, or don't pay. And a lot of companies, even if they pay, they they try to make it very hush hush, um, and that way, you know, it's very hard not to pay because if you if you have all of this data about your customers, about your uh, intellectual property, about your financial statements, all of that, if it's uh, you know out there up for grabs for for the highest bidder. Uh, you want to make sure that you pay the, um, that ransom or blackmail fee. Do we know, or can we at least estimate, what percentage of the companies choose to pay versus those who choose not to pay the blackmail? Well, it's very difficult to estimate because, as I mentioned before, uh, it's probably not at the proudest moment of a company when they have to uh, pay a ransom. Some of them, even if they're paying the ransom eventually, uh, they wouldn't admit it. They'll do it in a very hush-hushed manner because of, you know, fearing legal re- ramifications or even reputational damage. So even if companies do pay, uh, very little will actually uh, admit it. Yeah, so we can't really, really know what's going on out there. 
What we can know is that a lot of people or a lot of organizations do pay. And just because if you track down, you know, Bitcoin wallets and you see, you know, um, cryptocurrency currency transactions, you can see that, you know, the wallets of, of the cyber criminals uh, and especially ransomware operators is is increasing and like their annual revenues exceed even billion dollars in some years. So <laughs> amazing. Someone someone has to pay this money. It cannot all come from individuals. Usually the bigger payouts come from companies and organizations. This is where the real money is. What about mitigation? Uh, I mean, we know that we I mean the re- the usual recommendation to to mitigate uh, the risk of ransomware is to have uh, backups and regulations on how to you know get back if you were hacked and ransomed. Uh, but what about blackmail? Do we have any uh, you know mainstream advice to how to how to prevent this kind of uh, of attacks? So I think the best advice is like uh, is the general advice when we talk about targeted attacks and because um, what we've been seeing with those more sophisticated ransomware attacks, what we call distributed uh, ransomware attack where a company when they hit like uh, hundreds, even thousands of endpoints uh, at, in, at a given company, what we see often is that the dwell time, Is quite long I mean the the amount of time that the threat actor is present uh, on the victim's network is ranges between one month and I've even seen nine months well time so that's a pretty long time uh, that at least for us as defenders uh, it gives us time to assuming that you have you know the right endpoint solution or the uh, the right security you Uh, solution you have a uh, skilled um, staff that is and mature uh, security practice you should be able to nip it in the bud and stop this attacks from evolving into a ransomware attack because they're following a very um, almost a very predictable pattern of initial compromise and then they uh, uh, move laterally compromise critical assets until they uh, get to the Uh, let's say the domain controller or other assets and then they in- infect the entire network with ransomware these operations usually take time and if you have the right tools and an immature security practice uh, you would be able to stop it because again it takes time yeah maybe that's the vulnerability of the attackers in this case because in ransomware the attack can be very fast you deploy some sort of malware on the network it encrypts everything it could be over within minutes. Or something like that on individual machine individual machine yeah while with blackmail as you said it's weeks to months of, of operations it's the same with ransomware as well I mean it's uh, but also it does take a bit more time with with the uh, blackmail because they actually have to exfiltrate the data which is another important thing if you have good network monitoring and you see that you have gigs and gigs of data uh, all of a sudden um, Uh, flowing into uh, a weird uh, IP or domain that's a very uh, telling sign and also they, they of course they'll try to do it in a stealthy manner maybe take more time and to make it less uh, suspicious but the point is and it goes to to ransomware operations and blackmail op- operation these things usually take a long time it's not something that can be 
done within a day or two. We see uh, an average dwell time of one month. So it gives the defenders enough time to look for it and to hunt for it. And you have to do it proactively, not only uh, count on alerts that you get from your antivirus or your other uh, security solutions. You have to proactively look for signs of intrusions. What about encryption as maybe part of a solution for uh, such blackmail? I mean, if your data is encrypted Uh, voluntarily, that is, not as, as part of a ransomware. If you keep all the data of the organization encrypt, that could maybe prevent such blackmail, right? I mean, they can't unencrypt it. In theory, yes. Uh, practically speaking, I think it would be quite difficult to, uh, at least within, you know, uh, the next, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, I think it would be a bit uh, difficult to implement Uh, mm-hmm. especially in large organizations. Uh, there's a lot of um, issues to consider there, whether it's performance and other, other issues. It's not but, easy. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, it might be, uh, ha- also help to prevent it. Amazing. I mean, I've been following, uh, you know, the world of cybersecurity for, I don't know, 20 years or more. And <laughs> every year there's something new. And here we have something new. Extremely new again. Amazing. Uh, thank you, Asaf. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, as always. And uh, for you, the listeners, if you wish to join Asaf's webinar on July 14th, you can register for the event at malicious.life slash ransomware. I'll also use this opportunity to remind you about our own live recording event, which will take place on July 29th to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. Pacific time and 5 o'clock in the afternoon in London. Again, that's July 29th, 12 p.m. Eastern time. My guest will be Israel Barak, Cyber Reasons CISO and an expert on multi-stage ransomware, the almost APT-grade ransom attacks we hear about so often against corporations and uh, part of what we spoke today with Asaf. Uh, if you wish to join our live recording, you'll find the res- registration link on our website, malicious.life. Registration is free and we'll dedicate some time to answering your questions to me and to Israel. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Malicious Life is produced by PI Media. Thanks again to Cyber Reason for underwriting the podcast. Learn more at cyberreason.com. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.